Facebook, Twitter, and the New York Times and a number of other new and old media companies have fessed up in recent days and weeks that their companies have been hacked. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and joining me to discuss these recent cyber incidents is Michelle Kwan, principal of the IT security consultancy Michelle Kwan and Associates. Michelle is the former director of the United States Computer Emergency Readiness Team, commonly known as U.S. CERT, a part of the Department of Homeland Security. Before joining U.S. CERT, she served in top IT security positions at the Justice Department. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much. What message does the Facebook attack send the information security community, especially those in end-user organizations? It sends a message more to a broader audience than just the security professionals. It sends a message to the users. As we move more and more of our lives online, whether it's being social or whether it's doing banking or purchasing or emailing our kids, teachers, as we move our lives to the Internet, crime is also going to move to the Internet. Espionage is going to move to the Internet. All different kinds of what used to be physical crime now becomes crime on the Internet or espionage or whatever activity was transpiring physical now is is happening virtually. As a user, we have to be much more aware that you're putting yourself at risk, that whether it's the information that you're putting online, whether it's that your computer is also being used for doing something else like purchasing or it's storing some type of sensitive information, we just have to be a lot more cognizant and aware as users of what we're doing on IT systems in which IT systems may or may not have problems. But even more than that, looking at the mission space, you know, historically, we think of IT security people as the people that push the button, that protect us. But really, IT security professionals are those people that give recommendations that find bad things that are happening and then suggest a remediation. The actual people that push the buttons are the operations folks. In order for them to change a system or add security devices or change architecture to protect or to remediate from an incident, they need funding. Who funds IT? The mission space owner, because IT really is supporting the mission. Whether it's banking and it's it's websites that are supporting the banking or the transfer of money, or whether it's the websites at Facebook supporting the social media application the mission space owners who inevitably pays not only for that security recommendation and that security um, remediation advice and detection, but also they pay for the operations folks that make those changes. So that's expensive. At some point, those mission space owners have to understand that they need to pay that cost in order to protect themselves. Let's turn to the information security organization, the CISO and others. How should they approach the operations people? How should they approach their bosses in getting the needed resources? At this point, we need to evolve as a profession, and we need to understand how to translate what's going to happen to them from our security geek speak to that risk management speak, to that mission speak, so that the executives understand the risk and the cost to the organization and the business. The days of us just bringing presentations that show an attack and talk about malware, talk about buffer overflows, I think those days are are kind of spent. And I think executives are kind of deaf to that kind of discussion. Having them understand the loss in terms of liability, in terms of loss of revenue, in terms of loss of customer, I think is a much more advantageous way to speak to 
an executive in the in the business part of the company, which is the part that's going to fund us. So I think as a CISO, we have to learn how to do that speak and make that translation and do those estimates so that um, we can get the funding that we need. Obviously, there has been a lot of interest in the Facebook hack. How can the security professionals use what happened to Facebook to make this argument? That's a hard one because I don't know the details of the incident, but I think if they looked at any incident that happened in their own company, they would understand that something that affected the business would be either a loss of revenue or a loss of customers. And I think the Facebook example should cause question as to whether or not they will actually lose users. I think all of that depends upon if users were notified, if there was actually a said loss, it's my understanding that there actually was not a found loss. So that one's not exactly an easy discussion. But there are others that are. If you look at businesses that are out of business now because of, you know, banks that had IT incidents around their ATM machines that are no longer in business. Or if you look at other IT companies that had large breaches that are no longer in business. You know, those are the extreme cases that are easy to point to. I think industry by industry, sometimes you can find some justification for numbers in looking at, at shared information about incidents. For instance, looking at the FSI SAC and the information they share amongst each other. They as an organization can be supportive of each other in helping put together those kinds of numbers and that kind of executive justification. Also in the news is the president's executive order calling for a cybersecurity framework and information sharing. There's new legislation out there to uh, enhance or promote information sharing without the executive order, without the legislation. Is there still opportunities or and what are the opportunities to share information among businesses? Well, I have to say, I'm not sure if, if the current writing of the legislation that says that uh, you 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 are allowed to share. Um, nothing's changing, but you are allowed to share. It's really going to do any good, but that's just my personal opinion. But I will say that it's important to know that all cyber intelligence does not come from the government. Some does, and it would be great if we knew more about that. But there's also information that's available from purchase and, and also from exchange within other working groups across the industry. We need to look forward at not necessarily exchanging verbal information, but look at exchanging information from a technology perspective, looking at direct intelligence feeds through products or other types of uh, ways of looking at the data from like a, a metadata level so that we're stripping away all the uh, identifiable information so that it's really, truly just the indicators that are being passed. And you'll see some new products out today that are doing this kind of work and there are a standard formats that are being decided on for that kind of metadata level of threat intelligence feeds. So those are available today through some new products on the market. Are we in a new normal here? Or is this sort of the old stuff going on with us? Because we hear, we're hearing about Facebook, we're hearing about Twitter, we're hearing about the Times and other organizations. There's a lot of stuff in the news, especially this week, about it, an increase in attacks. And I just don't think we have the metrics to prove that. I think we understand that this has been happening for a long time and that maybe we're just finding more occurrences of it. But I don't know if we have metrics to say it has it's new or that it's increased. But we do know it's been around for a while and we do know um, that it's not good and that it's not good news. So however you want to wrap your heads around that metrics, I think just saying that we have a problem is it's good enough. We can't prove whether it's escalated or whether it's new. And in fact, I, I don't believe it's new. What we need to do is embrace the fact that security shouldn't be the first place where money is cut, that in the end, we're securing our businesses. 
not boxes, not IT systems, and that should be a huge executive priority. When we hear about these attacks, such as uh, the Facebook attack, where malware got into the, into the system and it was recognized and they got patches to fix it, bad guys are going to get into systems. Is something like that, if this is what happened, basically good news that, that, that people are fixing the problems when they, when they discover them before it's maybe too late? Or don't we really know? IT systems are really complex, and it's really difficult to manage this process. And I think we're just moving into a realm where we're getting better at managing the hygiene of our systems. In managing the hygiene, you're managing the security of your systems. Security management is the hardest piece of it. We've tried to do that in the past with compliance. So how do you balance that rote work of compliance with what's operationally happening to your system and come up with a way of using that compliance baseball bat to remediate what's happening to you on your system? That's a hard trick, and people are learning how to do that. That's the whole concept of continuous monitoring in the federal government. And I I think we're taking steps forward to do that. But even if we are the best at the hygiene of our systems and secure our systems to the utmost, there's still a risk of having an incident and being attacked and for someone doing it successfully. Vulnerabilities can always be found and there are always zero days. But I think what we need to understand is that security is much more than just hygiene. It's layering, right? It's a secure architecture. It's enforcing policies. It's monitoring our systems and it's life cycle management, you know, replacing the old equipment and doing hygiene. It's a very complex layered approach to managing the security and trying to get out ahead of that adversary. And I think it will always be a rat race. We'll always be uh, running, trying to keep ahead if we are funded well enough that we can do that run. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. I've been speaking with Michelle Kwan, principal of Michelle Kwan and Associates and former director of U.S. CERT. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.